0: From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between. This is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey guys, welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. My name is Chris. This is Chad. I'm Melody. I'm Josh. I'm really excited. This episode, we're actually going to be bringing on a brand new member of the screener's family, and uh, we want to introduce him to you before we do anything else. His name is Daniel, and he's going to tell you a little bit about himself. So, Daniel, who are you, and why are you here? Good question.
1: That is a very good question. My name is Daniel, and I am obsessed with movies. Uh, I gather that you guys are as well.
0: I mean, I kind of like them. Well, some of us. Josh (laughs) sees about two
2: a year. Um, Does that count?
3: I try to keep it fresh, the excitement new every time.
2: (laughs) So much excitement.
1: Awesome. So I see all the movies. uh, So I am. I'm down to talk about them. I have lots of opinions about lots of things.
4: One thing, Daniel, too, just to so the people at home that you know, haven't had a chance to meet you yet, is all of us have a background in production in some form or another. So tell us a little bit about, about your background in production as well in film.
1: Yeah, so uh, my ultimate goal is to be a screenwriter. I have made a few shorts here or there. A couple of them won a couple of minor minor awards uh, at minor festivals, uh, And yeah, so that's the ultimate goal. So uh, I uh, love movies and and can't wait to make them for real.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, welcome to the podcast, Daniel. It's really good to have you on and we're excited to dive in. Uh, Real quick before we start our first topic, I wanted to let you know if you're listening to the podcast that we'd love to hear from you. In fact, it is what drives us on the Screeners podcast. So if you have a question, uh, if you have something you really would love for us to discuss, Please send it to us via email at screenerscast at gmail.com. Go to screenerspodcast.com. Leave us a comment. Any way that you'd want to interact with us, please do that so we know what you're interested in and we can make this podcast even better. Let's dive in.
2: For our first segment, this podcast, we are going to have a trailer talk segment, a little bit different than our usual jump cut segment, but. There are some very exciting trailers released at Comic-Con not too long ago, so we would like to hear what you guys thought about them. We've got the Batman vs. Superman trailer, and we've got the new Suicide Squad trailer. So first, let's hear about Batman vs. Superman. Chris, how did you feel about this new trailer?
0: Well, I have to say the second trailer for Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, looks a whole lot better than the first one. Um, I feel like obviously now we get a feel for the overall tone of the film, the overall plot of the film. A lot of people who were concerned about this film, not even talking about the end of man of steel and just kind of glossing over the fact that he destroyed uh, an entire city. We're finally going to get answers to that. And there are, integral to the plot of this this film so i'm excited about it i think it looks great i I love this trailer i cannot wait to sit my butt in a theater chair and freaking watch this movie so i'm excited about batman versus superman dawn of justice some really good stuff there
2: Awesome. Josh, did you watch the trailer? Because that would be really exciting if you did.
3: Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Melody. <laughs> I watched both of these trailers.
2: All as right. We
3: were, as we were trying to start this podcast while I was <laughs> texting everyone and trying to get on Skype. So I feel like I absorbed them fully and was able to analyze every frame.
2: Good, good. And
3: I agree that Superman is an alien and we don't know what he's up to and he needs to be stopped. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> So I thought you that would.
4: <laughs> That's why he's here, folks. It's that cutting insight.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Daniel, have you, have you seen the Batman versus Superman trailer?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I, I agree with Chris. I think it looks really interesting. I'm on the edge a little bit just because I wasn't over the moon about Man of Steel, uh, but I think it's the, the, the trailer's asking a lot of interesting questions that Marvel's not getting to, you know, how freaked out we would all be if a superhero really came down and destroyed a whole city and killed what had to be thousands and thousands of people. So I don't know. I think it looks really uh, intriguing. Uh, Hopefully it turns out well.
2: Indeed. Chad, did you get a chance to see it?
4: I did. I did. And you know, my problem, not problem. Yeah. Problem. Man of Steel is the movie that like tears my heart into like a million pieces because I may or may not love Superman more than just about anything. I may or may not have a three-foot Superman doll in my house somewhere that belongs to me that I purchased with grown-up money. <laughs> um, and so I love, I love Superman. I loved everything about it. But the tone of Man of Steel was really hard for me to kind of embrace it. And it seems like this is carrying that out uh, to its logical conclusion. So on the one hand, I think I'm predisposed to loving it. On the other hand, you know the dark tone is. Uh, I don't know I'm interested for sure and I'll definitely be there opening night and I I can't deny that when Batman stood up out of the Batmobile and they were face to face yes okay that's freaking awesome I'm excited yes Uh, but at the same time if it's more of the same kind of you know brooding introspective Superman as a character it doesn't connect with me as much so we'll see but yeah definitely I'm excited about it I just hope that it's better than Man of Steel
2: yeah, I completely agree Man of Steel was a big disappointment to me too. I feel like I still don't completely understand the dynamic of how Superman and Batman can really versus each other because uh I just don't I don't understand how mortal human can take on immortal Superman. But Two words, two words will, for
0: you, Wonder Woman. I,
2: I know that it is, you know, canon of of the their stories so i will be interested to see how they do it and i will certainly be there to watch it as well so all right suicide squad have you guys seen that josh i know you've seen it because you told us you saw them both so (laughs) tell us how you liked the suicide squad trailer
3: i kind of didn't know what to think of the suicide squad trailer like the fact that they use the bg song in like this really brooding remake was just kind of threw me off of the whole the whole experience because it was so silly but the the concept behind the suicide squad is actually kind of interesting and i'm a little intrigued to see how it plays out the the trailer did not excite me per se but i'm interested
2: All right. Well, Chad, what do you think of Suicide Squad?
4: Yeah. So unlike um, Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, the tone for Suicide Squad, I think is pitch perfect. And this trailer where I was, you know, prior to seeing the trailer, I was lukewarm interested. This trailer looks fantastic. I think it's exactly the right tone. I think it's going to be, or it has the potential to be something that's comparable to some of the, hopefully to some of the Nolan universe building uh, that was done in a, in the Batman series. So to me, it looks great. I think Jerry Little looks great as the Joker. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it'll be,
2: hopefully it'll be great. Awesome. What about you, Daniel?
4: Yeah,
1: I'm psyched for this one. Uh, I think Suicide Squad looks like the most original mainstream superhero movie that is coming out in the midst of all the, broody uh superman and all the bright and happy uh marvel movies so i think it looks awesome just like chad said the, t- the the trailer's pitch perfect exactly what it needed to be and i i hope jared leto's joker uh is as good as the trailer made him out to be but uh yeah i am psyched
2: yep yeah, yeah what about you chris
0: Yeah, I think I'm more excited for Suicide Squad than I am for Batman versus Superman, to be quite honest. Um, Because of the fact that it does seem to be so unique, Um, there's not really anything quite like this out there. We've not seen uh, a, a focus on the villains. I know for a while we were hearing that Marvel was going to make a all-villains movie but that was dropped when they made the the Marvel-Superman, I mean uh, uh, Spider-Man deal. So you know, I, I think this is interesting. and I, I can't wait. It was great to see Batman show up in this. I know they're building this bigger universe where now they're going to do the spillover where you'll see Batman in a Suicide Squad uh, movie and you'll see Wonder Woman in a, you know, Green Lantern movie or whatever it is. I mean, they're, they're trying to build up this universe the, the interesting thing for this trailer though was how it was released did you guys hear about why they released this trailer to the public did you guys hear about the story yeah. at all i believe yeah.
4: i did warner brothers okay dumb.
0: yeah so you know warner brothers showed this at hall h comic-con to a group of people and somebody shot it with their iphone and uploaded it and uh, they got really upset by that and decided that they would go ahead and just release it begrudgingly. They, they sent out this long press release saying, you know what? Some one guy ruined it. So we're going to give you the trailer, but we really wish we wouldn't have done this. We wish we would have been able to wait six months to show you this trailer. Um, but, it's a good trailer, like it's getting people excited about something that they would maybe not have been excited about before. So I really feel like they uh, missed an opportunity there by not really jumping on the bandwagon and making it even better. But anyway, I, I love this trailer. I can't wait to see the film, even though it is going to be a year away. <laughs> but it's going to be great.:
3: I forgot to pay attention to this during the trailer. did Did Jared Leto's Joker have those same tattoos from the press release photo?
0: He's got a few of them. Not
3: as many, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, good.
2: Yeah, I think it looks great. I was not really very excited about this film prior to this trailer, so um, it did its job for me. I'm excited. It'll be good. So, yes, there's a lot more trailers. I'm sure we will discuss more, but we do have a double header main event for this week, so we should probably get to that.
4: Welcome to the main event. And for tonight's main event, we have a double feature, and we're starting with Ant-Man.
3: Imagine... A soldier, the size of an insect, the ultimate secret weapon.
4: If you give godlike powers to everyone, it's going to be chaos.
2: So how do we stop him?
4: know a I. Scott, I've been watching you for a while. You're different. And I believe everyone deserves a shot at
2: redemption. Do you? Absolutely. My days of breaking into places and stealing stuff are over. Now, the suit has power. You have to learn how to control it. When you're small, you have superhuman strength. You like a bullet. So you need to know how to punch.
4: You want to show me how to punch? Show me how to punch.
2: That's a bunch.
4: The IMDB description of Ant-Man is as follows: Armed with a supersuit with the astonishing ability to shrink in scale but increase in strength, cat burglar Scott Lang must embrace his inner hero and help his mentor Dr. Hank Pym plan and pull off a heist that will save the world. All right, guys, it's no secret here on the screeners that we have talked a lot about Marvel fatigue, starting to feel some of us maybe that the formula is is starting to be a little bit apparent. A lot of the films feel the same. Some are better than others. I don't think there's any question that Guardians of the Galaxy was the big surprise for us last year. I believe it made the top 10 on three of our lists. Uh, at the end of the year list, and so Ant-Man has kind of been positioned as this year's Guardian of the Galaxy, something a little quirky, a little harder to market, but possibly great, so I am very curious, Uh, it stars Paul Rudd, it has a a long history, Edgar Wright originally attached to Direct, and then different things happening, and so the end result that we get uh, is by director Peyton Reed. And I'm interested to hear what you guys think about Marvel's latest. So, Melody, let's start with you. What did you think about Ant-Man?
2: I cannot believe I'm going to say this. And perhaps it was just because I was really in the mood for a fun movie. But I actually really liked Ant-Man. It is not Guardians of the Galaxy. So anyone positioning it it that way I feel like is reaching very far because I love that movie. But Ant-Man, and I am probably the number one of us with the Marvel fatigue at this point. But Ant-Man is just, it was fun. It was small scale, you know, there wasn't cities exploding and worlds colliding and whatever. It was, it was a small scale story with a few characters that were compelling. Paul Rudd is awesome. He's funny. I know he was a little bit tamed down in this, in this film from his usual humor, but he, he was still him and I thought it was great. I mean, it is not on the level of, of some of our favorites from this summer. But I will say it's probably my biggest surprise of this summer because I really had absolutely zero desire to see this film whatsoever. And if it were not for this podcast, I absolutely would not have gone to see it. So, well, maybe I would have because I like movies, but I really didn't want to see it. Um, but it was good. It was fun.
4: So it was good and it was fun. Okay. All right. That's good. Daniel, what did you think about it, man?
1: I definitely didn't like it as much as the Melody. Uh, I liked it, and that's about as far as I go. I, I, it was it was fine. It was good, but nothing stood out to me as great in the movie. I, I feel like, to me, it, it just seemed like more of the same. Um, a lot like Avengers 2, it was just the same. Everything was the same, with the exception of maybe Michael Pena. He was hilarious, but... Um, Nothing from the action was special to me. Nothing from the, the the villain was special. It was just a lot of the same, and so it was a lot of good things. Marvel makes good movies that you know they have their system down. But I left it. It was you know it was enjoyable in the moment, but after it, I just kind of um, forgot about it. And and the more I think about Ant Man, the the less I like it, uh, just because I can't think of anything that stood out to me. So yeah, it was okay. It was it was. I didn't hate it by any means, but uh, it was just kind of whatever
4: for me. Kind of whatever. Daniel's got his hater pants on tonight. <laughs> all right. All right. So Chris, tell us how wrong Daniel is. What did you think about Ant-Man?
0: No, wait a minute. Um, Josh uh, is in there. Are you going to ask Josh what he thought oh, about it? Ma'am? Josh, I'm sorry. So <laughs> yeah.
4: Josh, what did you think about Ant-Man?
3: Well, you mentioned at the top of this review, you mentioned Marvel fatigue, Chad. And Melody said that she might be the foremost sufferer of Marvel fatigue. I will challenge her for that. title, <laughs> And I will say that instead of watching it, man, I watched knocked up and Paul Rudd is great. He is, he is funny. He's lovable. And then I watched pineapple <laughs> express because James Franco reminds me of Paul Rudd a little bit. <laughs> and that was funny too. I'm so confused. What
2: is happening right now? <laughs>
3: Stop him, Chad! Before he continues.
4: I don't understand why we allow you uh, to continue <laughs> this madness. So, I don't you. either. But here we are. Thank here you, Josh. Are. That was um, that was something. So, uh, Chris, what did you think about Ant Man? Save us, please.
0: <laughs> no, I I really liked Ant Man. Um, it's not um, the like you are saying, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's not worth that mantle. But as far as a standalone film for a character that you would have never expected to get their own standalone movie, in fact, really has no business having their own standalone movie, they justify Ant-Man's powers pretty well. And they did some really clever things with it that I wasn't really expecting. I I really had a great time in this movie. Um, You know, you were mentioning Pena's character, the 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 sequences when he talks about how he got the information that he's gotten it is hilarious brilliant it's brilliant it's so well done and um it's just a lot of visual gags and humor doesn't take itself too seriously it almost pains my heart to say but i think this is the best marvel movie um this summer which means it's better than avengers 2 which is crazy for me to to think that a Joss Whedon film that I was looking forward to so badly didn't live up to a a movie called Ant-Man. But it really, I don't know, I I really felt like it didn't take itself too seriously. Michael Douglas in this film Mm -hmm. was really quite good. From the moment you first see him and realize that he's going to be like an integral part of this, you know, there's a sequence where He's, Paul Rudd is learning how his powers work and uh, he accidentally makes himself big again and he's like stuck in the ground. It, that, that moment was just like so, I, I don't know, I, really, I loved it. I, I just had so much unexpected fun because I wasn't really expecting a lot from this movie, um, especially with all the production issues it had just getting made. So for me, Ant-Man was really enjoyable. I, I, I had a good time with it. I felt like it was different enough with still being in that Marvel universe, um, to to make itself unique and distinctive.
4: Okay, so I want to talk about the positives first, and and I I will say this: I don't think there's any doubt that this is better than Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron. I don't think there's any doubt it's better. Yeah. Um, but I probably fall right in between you and Daniel, and I didn't I didn't dislike it as much as Daniel, and I didn't like it as much as you. I I, I left the theater, and I literally. Uh, I was having a conversation with some people there and, and we were all just kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Good enough. You know, it was just, it was like, it, it wasn't offensive. It wasn't bad, but it was, it wasn't remarkable. The good about it is I think there are some very unique sequences that gave us an interesting perspective on his powers uh, without going into spoilers. The fur you know, there are a couple of times when he is, is Ant-Man Um, specifically the first time, that it really is kind of neat. I mean, it's not exciting or thrilling necessarily, but it's just a neat perspective and something that we don't get to see in films a lot. And so I thought that they conveyed his power in a way that was cool. Um, I really liked Evangeline Lilly. I thought her performance and the chemistry between uh, Paul Rudd and her character, Hope Van Dyne, was was really good. I thought it was good, I believed it. But other than that, I kind of have to go with Daniel in that there was never a moment in this movie where I was thrilled, exhilarated, even excited, honestly. It was just more kind of like, yeah, okay, I, I see what you're doing there. And it's funny, but it's not as funny. Uh, as you know as even Guardians of the Galaxy which kind of makes me pine for the what the Edgar Wright version of this movie would have been I feel like you know not a knock on you know Peyton Reed I think he did a a solid job here but this movie wasn't funny enough or thrilling enough so as a result it was just kind of right in the middle and therefore very forgettable so I just kind of liked it I thought it was good but not great so that's kind of that's kind of where I landed
1: I totally agree about uh, Edgar Wright and I know it's unfair to judge a movie on like what could have been but you know the the, what i kept thinking the whole time is if you've ever seen an edgar wright film it it, it's nothing ordinary there's you could never claim that an edgar wright movie is just like the others you know and and so to to go into ant-man and have it be just so much like all the other Marvel movies, when it could have been so unique, uh, was was disappointing. So I know that's not exactly fair, right? Um, but it's but true. It's true. Yeah. It yeah, but
0: I. But don't you think that this this movie, th- like you guys said, like it's not, it's not a bad film. It's it's no. it, it, and it's yeah. not. I, it, obviously, they, they weren't going for a big, huge into the world something. They were going for something really small.
4: And I like that. I actually like, yeah. <laughs> love that.
0: But um bum. Yeah, we small, saw you there, Chris. Yeah, we got small. It. We got, yeah. Okay, all right. Small. Yeah. No, no, but no, but I, 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 think that that is exactly what they were doing. And the end of this movie, there was a moment where I laughed out loud so hard. Like we all did. We'll talk about it as spoilers. It was so
4: good. It was so good. Like I so don't know. I why wasn't used... there more of that though? Right. Yeah. There's well, that I, was...
0: again, again though. This, this is this is the issue though. This again, we're going back to origin stories, and origin stories always are for lack of a better word, kind of boring. Um, You know what I mean? Like we, we understand how, you know, superheroes become superheroes. Right. And I like the fact that they didn't make this guy Hank Pym, which is normally what comic book folks would think. Well, that's Ant-Man. I liked how they decided that we're going to go with more of the, the ultimates kind of like feel for the character and also um, be a little bit more, put a unique spin on it and fit it really well into this Marvel universe. So we've got a guy who is funny and unique and new and fresh and unlike, he's he's funny but not like um, Robert Downey Jr. where he's like, you know, brash and full of himself. I, I think that the, he, he does a really good job of of, of being something new and a different kind of character than we have in universe at the moment
4: so i, I don't know i really like his story I, I agree with that i don't think it's a bad movie but here's you know here's the difference so and, and josh you know is not here so we won't have the peanut gallery comment on this but like the feeling that you get when you walk out of mad max the feeling that you get when you walk out of inside out the feeling that you get when you walk out of mission impossible five right it's not not that we're comparing those movies but in in all of those cases that i just mentioned it was like It was like an affirming, oh, my goodness, wow. And in this, are you saying – because I just could never – it never rose to any of that level for me. It was just like when it was over, I was just like, okay, yeah. But I wasn't like, yes, right? And so that for me, that's the disappointing part is the first Avengers, I walked out, I was like, yes. Second Avengers, I walked out, and I was like, uh, this one is kind of right in between that. It was like, not too bad, not too good, right? No, I – I walked out feeling satisfied. Like I had seen something that was
0: really, I don't know if I walked out like on cloud nine, like, yeah, greatest movie ever. But I was like, wow, that was actually quite good. I I enjoyed myself. It was kind of the feeling I got when I get out of, um, yeah, Yeah. I felt like this is if Jed Apatow was given a Marvel movie. We just saw that. It was sweet. It was it was clever. It was funny. And there were superheroes. But see
1: like- here's the thing. I would be so much more interested in a Judd Apatow superhero movie than Ant Man was. It's just Judd Apatow would do something different. I can't place my finger on anything unique about it I oh mean, come
0: on there, there were plenty of unique. Th- th- those scenes with Pena just right. uh, so other just,
1: than that other than that i did love those scenes
0: there yeah. but there yeah but there, there, there was that stuff sparkled in and throughout this the him trying to jump through a door uh, uh if you guys remember this that moment in the film like there's a lot of those sequences that are different and unique and you don't see them anywhere else a character's not been like this before I, I don't know i i really thought it, it it did do a nice unique spin on what we normally okay. would see as a marvel film
4: all right so yeah. let's 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 delve just a little bit further then uh and we'll get into spoilers melody did you have something you were going to say
2: I, just on the uniqueness i think that the the physical like uh what they're trying to do physically is unique but i think the like the humor and the feeling of the film is is definitely like textbook marvel for sure
4: yeah. All right. So let's do this. Let's go around just with our, you know, our, our typical questions. Should people see this? And if so, should they see it in the theater? Or should they rent it? Or should they not see it at all? And let's start with you, Daniel.
1: Ooh, uh, I mean, I'm always <laughs> when I teeter on the edge, I always favor going to the theater. So uh, i say it's worth going to the theater. If you like Marvel movies, if you're just on the edge about it, then it, it's totally worth waiting for DVD.
4: Okay, and uh, Melody?
2: I mean, I could give you recommendations of better films to go see in, in the theater for sure, but if you've seen everything, uh, I mean, it's fun. You'll have fun. You won't be blown away with awesomeness, but it's decent.
4: Okay, Chris?
0: Yes, go see Ant-Man. Why haven't you seen Ant-Man yet? Go see Ant-Man.
4: In the theater, is that what we are saying?
0: Well, yeah, that's the only place you can see it at the moment, yes.
4: Right. <clears throat> okay, I would say that this this is one that you don't have to see in the theater and that unless you just like to see everything, this is one that can easily slot into a rental uh, and you can watch it at home and you'll get the same kind of impact. I think it's solid enough, but it's not great. That's what we think, and with that, we'll move into spoilers for Ant-Man. First rule of Fight Club is,
1: you do not talk about Fight Club.
4: Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? you want to know how I got them? All right, Chris, so you keep telling us how unique this is. So give us an yes. example of what <laughs> made this work uh for you. I, we talked about the pain scenes. I do agree those are those are cool. Um, yeah. Um, but what what specifically is making this work for you other than the fact that you like everything?
0: Yeah, exactly. Other than the fact that I I just am bent on the positive side of that life. your
4: pace filter is broken but your glasses are <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, you know what? Hey, I, I did get a text from you recently saying that you may be interested in going to see a Michael Bay film.
4: It's actually true. Chad. For those, those of you that are listening, I put, the oh, no. I, I put the trailer on our Facebook page. I saw this trailer and I thought... Wow, this actually looks pretty good. And then it said a film by Michael Bay. And I was like, I had to question the universe. So I was like, what's, <laughs> yeah, <coming>? no, what's <laughs> happening here? I, yeah. So, they yeah, waited to, to it, drop that until the middle of that did. trailer It was very smart. That was very smart. So that's on our it's called Thirteen Hours. And yep. it's on uh it's on our Facebook page now. So you guys check it out and let us know what you think. Anyway, go ahead, Chris.
0: Sorry. So yeah, talking about taste. Um no, so I uh, there, there's a lot of uniqueness, I felt like in this in this film. Um the 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 end sequence just let's just be clear like instead of it being a blue beam of light shooting into the heavens about to destroy a city um, we are in the a child's playroom uh, child's bedroom that is where the the final climactic sequence occurs And it is thrilling. It is amazing, and it's nothing like you've seen on on screen. It was really great. There's trains and large ants and uh, falling into quantum reality. It was just. It was. It was great. I I really had a good time, even though we're in a, you know, a child's like playroom. It was really. It was great. I had a good time with it.
4: I do agree with you that the major for me the major one of the major benefits of this film is that it was a smaller story i am beyond over the world is about to be destroyed yeah um, and so i thought that was was good and i love the little the thomas the train at the end when it gets bigger it's great so good but they so should utilize that more in the film for comedic effect the, well the, the, no the, the train set happening at the end yes. really hilarious really funny yeah but, but we're at the very end of the movie there there's too much too much potential that they could have used to make it a little to just to utilize that. technique. Oh,
0: come on. There's so much fun stuff. When he first shows Michael Pena, the, the, the fact that he can, he's like, no, don't freak out. And he pushes the button and then he shows up on his sleeve and he passes. out. like, come on. There, there's so no, many clever. That they, was they, they, sauce. No, it was not. Yeah, that was no, it wasn't. It was on. funny. It was funny. It was um, all it was great. It was great. With the
1: end. I, I agree. I love that. It's a small thing. It's not the end of the world, but I was not grabbed by the end There was the sweet moment with the with the daughter but like i, I wasn't scared or it wasn't tense it, for me it was just kind of like okay yeah this is how the movie's gonna end you know it, it, for me there was some interesting things you know i liked the train gag but um overall it wasn't like a thrilling climactic end uh for me
4: that's right it wasn't thrilling but whatever, it was good though. It was good. Yeah, it was. I good. mean, was I good. mean, let's let's be
0: honest. It Most superhero films, you're never worried that the superhero is going to die
4: or not. It's not like, about true. it's not about death. It's just about the action and the character beats making the moment thrilling. And in I just moment, thought
0: it was it I thought was it was like, really cool how they by him going small, they made the world really like big. Like now,
4: there's I a agree. lot of possibilities with this. Like, I agree, and I, and the the scene I was talking about earlier, the, the in the bathtub. Now, that yes. scene for me, I saw this in 3D because it was the only option that I had. Uh, but in that specific scene, especially in 3D, that was actually pretty cool. It was pretty thrilling. It was a neat perspective. But then after it was over, everything else was you know, just just kind of okay. Melody, you're being quiet. What do you think over there?
2: And what were we talking about? What are we talking about? I, I, <laughs>
0: exactly. I, I, no, I will right. call him Anthony. I will call him Anthony. That's all I have to say.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. R- 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 Rip, Rip, Anthony. Yeah, it was funny.
4: Thank you for that, Melody.
1: <laughs> no can, can, we talk, can we please talk about the Falcon scene, please? Yeah, um, did you, yeah. That was garbage. What? I hated it. Oh my god, hated it. Like, no, now, the rest of the movie is fine. Like, I, I really, I really don't dislike the movie. I think I'm sounding like I dislike the movie a lot more than I do. But that scene, I actually did hate. Really it felt like they had a completed movie and they had the plot all figured out. And then they just said, hold up guys. We forgot to put an Avenger in here. We got to remind these people that they're watching a Marvel movie. Let's plop Falcon in there. There was no, it didn't relate to the story. It would, it could have been removed. If that scene was removed, tell me how the film would be different. It wouldn't, it was just placed in there because they needed it. And I
0: I heard an interesting take on this. Uh, I believe it was, I think it may have been Slash Film or it may have been another another site, but and I think it's accurate in that the the, the reason why this scene is necessary is to show that Ant Man can actually can actually be an Avenger, that he can go toe to toe with the guys who are already there, like so because most of the time when you think of you know. And there's an SNL sketch that, was, that came out about in the 70s, I think, mm-hmm. um, where you know, everybody makes fun of him. Like, "Oh, you can be small. What a great... And so people don't really put him in the same category as you know, one of the established Avengers. And I feel like that's what this scene does, is show that Ant-Man, even at his very b- basic beginning, was able to, to, to best a current Avenger, which is what? saying that he's pretty powerful. That's a pretty big deal.
1: Well, I get that, but here here's the deal. We're already watching the movie. We we are already invested that he's a superhero. He's going to defeat the villain in the end. We already know this going into the movie. And the villain was, I mean, he was bland, but he seemed powerful, you know? Um Yeah. So I, I we don't need convincing that he is a good superhero because we're already watching the movie. I mean, I, I just felt like it, it didn't it didn't raise the stakes. It didn't um Show me anything new other than the character. I get what you're saying. I, you know, I see how that, that could be reasoned why the scene was in there. But for me, I already thought he was powerful. I already knew he was going to win in the end. And we're going to see him in an Avengers movie, whether we think he's strong or not. So yeah,
4: you know, I, I definitely. The I got a little bit of the Iron Man two vibe in there where they were, you know, just shoehorning a lot of stuff in there. But I did just. I guess I'm kind of again right in the middle between you guys. I did think the actual hand-to-hand combat when they actually yeah. started fighting was actually pretty cool with the way that it he was, was. And out and big, small, big, small. So just from a purely technical standpoint, I, I enjoyed the way that that fight happened, but I do agree that from, it, from the big picture, it really doesn't make any sense to be I think I, that I, story.
1: I think I was taken too much out of the, uh, out of the movie to, uh, like I genuinely don't remember the fighting <laughs> scene because I was so, uh, annoyed at how dumb the scene seemed to me that I think I blocked out some of the fighting. So you could be right that the fighting might've looked good, but from a plot standpoint, from a story standpoint, it took me completely out of the movie. Well, yeah. see, that's the thing. I like,
0: I, I'm a geek and I like the, I like it when they do the wink, wink, nudge, nudges to us. And we just come out of Avengers two. We know how that movie ends. And then, you know, we say, well, we're going to go to an old Stark facility to steal this widget that we need to complete our, Our thing, okay, great. Well, you know, it's an abandoned facility. Why don't you go there? And then they cut to that helicopter shot going through the clouds, and all of a sudden, we see it's the new Avengers facility. And that was just that was cool. It was like, oh yeah, we just saw that. This is literally in the same universe. It's a continuation. It reminds us that you know these are these are you know this is a one universe. This is one world where all of these characters are existing. And yes, the Avengers are here. And you get to rub shoulders with them. I
4: just, I, I kind of like that. The love geek that you love. Everything. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. I wish. I pray at night when I go to bed. I'm like, can I just have more happiness in my heart? Like yes. This? Yes. He loves everything, and my heart is dark. Now it's not as dark as Josh's, but it's it's just somewhere in there. All right. Well, anything uh, else? Or anything else related to uh, related to spoilers that we want to talk about?
0: I'm excited to see The Wasp um, yeah. in the next. Yeah. Uh, you know, she, I think I think she definitely deserves her. I mean, it would be great to see Black Widow and Wasp, you know, get their own like standalone films. I feel like both of those actresses could definitely carry it and do a really good job. So it's a little disappointing that we're not seeing that until at least 2020, I think. Who knows? Someone I, I think,
2: stop the madness.
4: I don't know what that means, but okay.
2: So many, so many Marvel movies.
4: Oh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah yes this is true this is true all right well it sounds like uh chris loves it daniel not so much me in the middle josh didn't see it shocker and melody is still asleep whatever uh, we would with that we'll move on to the second part of our main event you're listening to the screeners podcast
0: all right let's jump into our second film of the podcast mission impossible rogue nation The
2: IMF is uniquely trained and highly motivated. Specialist without equal immune to any countermeasures.
0: But it is an agency of chaos. The time has come to dissolve the IMF. Now, I want you to choose your next words very carefully. Where is Hunt? Last I heard he was tracking the Syndicate. How come the CIA has never discovered any intel regarding this Syndicate?
2: Do you want the polite answer, or the truth?
0: Benji. Ethan, where are you? The Syndicate
1: is real. A rogue nation, trained to do what we do.
0: An anti-IMF. Ready or not, here I come. They're coming after us with everything they've got. You ready? Desperate times. Desperate measures.
1: You your seatbelt on? You asking me that now?
4: Oh hey boys, what did I miss?
0: The IMDb description says Ethan and team take on their most impossible mission yet eradicating the syndicate an international rogue organization as highly skilled as they are committed to destroying the IMF. This movie stars Tom Cruise doing some pretty amazing stunts that I can't wait to talk to you guys about. Um, So we're going to jump straight in. This is, I believe the fifth mission impossible film that is crazy town. Five of these things. Uh Josh. What I'm, I'm curious. First of all, to hear what your guys's um, history with the Mission Impossible franchise has been. Um, you like the films? Are they kind of not something you're interested in? And then we'll move into the, uh, the 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 new film, Rogue Nation. So, Josh, what is your what is your history with Mission Impossible?
3: I have seen. I do not know which ones of them I've seen, because like you said, there are five of them. I've seen several, but I don't know whether I've seen all of them. Um, I saw this one. I saw probably one, two, the first one where they did the mask thing. I saw that one.
0: Uh, The mask thing? You know, they've all done the mask thing.
3: They didn't do it in the first one, did they? I'm pretty sure they didn't.
0: Uh, Yes, they They certainly did. did. Did absolutely, absolutely. In fact, it, it played a
3: pivotal, you know pivotal role
4: <laughs> in the first one. <laughs> but that was 19 years ago, so it's okay. It was That's 19 years was. ago, and Tom
3: Cruise hasn't aged a day. I'm, so.
0: I'm sure you. I'm sure you've seen the Philip Seymour Hoffman one, right? Mission Impossible Three, correct. Oh my goodness, I'm haven't.
3: gonna say yes. No, I'm oh. gonna say yes. Oh man. I don't remember any of them. They're all the same thing. The IMDB description for this one was the most impossible mission yet. Impossible isn't a qualitative adjective, and it's it's completely off the radar. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, Josh, what did you think of Rogue Nation? Just forget that first, first question. Okay. What did you think up. of Good. what did you think of Rogue Nation?
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have I have two main questions about Mission Impossible. So you're That's answering one, a like.
4: question with a question. I like
3: it. Go ahead, yeah. Josh. Go it's, ahead. Call it the Socratic, Socratic method. First question is just because I'm curious about these sorts of things. What do you suppose the glass budget is for your average Mission Impossible movie? Because <laughs> there's a lot of broken glass and I feel like they must have done several takes. Second question. Do you think just what? hypothetically do you think that tom cruise thinks he could do the things that ethan hunt does if he really wanted to Yes. i mean he's an operating phaeton so <laughs> yes he can do things the so answer is yes He goes home to his trailer every day and is yeah, like you know, do realize he hung off. on that plane
0: he did he actually did jump on the back of that plane
3: no i know he did but he had a wire and he went home that night and he thought you know i could have done that without the wire <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want
0: to. That's true. That's yes, no, I'm sure I'm sure that is exactly what that's why he makes these movies, Josh. Yes.
3: Okay, so for real now. Um Mission Impossible is it's modern camp and it's silly, but I'm not gonna say I hated it or I was mad at it like I was at Mad Max for being just crazy. But no, it was, it was funny. It was more entertaining than the new Avengers movie, which may or may not be saying something depending on your opinion of that movie, but it it had its laugh lines that hit better than Thor's laugh lines. And it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible watch. Like at this point, I feel a little bad for liking a Tom Cruise movie just because Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise crazy, but it was a decent movie it was watchable and it was entertaining so that's pretty much my summary of it i don't have any deep insights because i'm not sure that there are any to be had here but it was just (laughs) a summer movie and it was entertaining
0: no trust me i've pulled some really amazing philosophical ideas out of rogue nation i'll tell them to you in just a moment josh please chad chad
4: what did you think of rogue nation the short answer it, is that I I really liked it a lot. I, I went into this. It's really pretty remarkable if you think that of these five films, in my opinion, there's really only one that's really not good, and that's the second one, uh, which is also surprising because these are more than they are spy thrillers. They really are kind of action movies. Um, the first one maybe had a little bit more on its mind, but then they sort of became just big spectacle uh spectacle pictures my favorite one up to this point has definitely been mission impossible three with the jj abrams film i thought it was fantastic but if i if i'm really really being honest with myself here i think this is probably as good as three uh if if not the best one um the director Christopher McQuarrie, uh, he wrote The Usual Suspects, he wrote uh, Valkyrie, he wrote Jack Reacher, he wrote Edge of Tomorrow, uh, the, you know the underrated mm-hmm. film that we love, and yep. so he really has a knack for dialogue, especially like with a team of people, like in The Usual Suspects. So the yep. dialogue when these these guys are together as a team is snappy, uh, it's interesting, uh, it flows very well. I agree with Josh. I don't know that it has a lot to say. I mean, I guess you can. There are some places you can make it say. Uh, you could layer on meaning, but I think ultimately it's not a dumb film. We've seen plenty of dumb films this summer. Josh is hundred percent right in that this is far superior to Avengers age of Ultron for sure. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. It was thrilling. I, I haven't been as exhilarated by a car chase like the one yes. that Morocco here. And I can't remember in years where I was in the middle of this car chase, which became a motorcycle chase, which became all these other things. And I was just like, this is wonderful filmmaking, Mm -hmm. just exciting. Um, And I, I bought into the characters and the dynamic of their relationship. And in anticipation of seeing this, I watched Ghost Protocol the night before. And that movie's fun, but this is a full step up in my opinion. I think it's just, I think it was just quality through and through. So my general observations are, I really, really loved it. And it's remarkable if you look at the 19-year trajectory of this series and they're getting better and better and better. So, yeah, really good. Awesome. Melody, how about you?
2: Well, I love the Mission Impossible franchise. I, the first Mission Impossible was one of like the first action films I saw as like a teenager or whatever. So I have a long history of loving these films, so I'm predisposed to love it for sure, minus the second one, but we all understand that. I absolutely enjoyed this movie a lot like um, what Chad said. I thought it was super fun. It's probably the best one or one of the best ones, certainly. Equally, equally as good um, as three or one, in my opinion. I thought, like, I don't have a problem with with liking Tom Cruise movies, honestly. I know he's a weirdo, whatever, but I really enjoy most of his films. Um, I do agree with you, Josh. I'm sure that he does totally see himself as Ethan Hunt and you can tell like you can just tell on the screen like he is that person he has
3: bought into that character he's totally
2: has yeah like but beyond beyond the point of like any other character that he plays right but i i think it's fun like i totally have so much fun in these movies honestly though i thought rebecca ferguson stole the show in this film i thought she was incredible i don't know like i don't know if, if you guys thought the same but for me i just thought like every scene that she was in she was like riveting and just a really intriguing character, and she wasn't like extremely beautiful, but somehow um, she was very compelling. I will say though, uh, several times during this movie, I felt like I was watching a Bond film, which I'm not sure why it felt. A lot Bond of British, people. same
0: feeling. A lot yeah. of British people in this movie.
2: Maybe that's why. <laughs> that <laughs> or was it. It, it was, was the just, accents. Yeah, it could be that, or or just the similar plot to of of some of the recent Bond films, but
3: and the dumb <laughs> villains.
2: Yeah, but um, but I I was a little bit surprised at the incredibly high uh, reviews of this film, because while it's super, super fun, I don't think it's super, super impactful or I don't know. It it doesn't stand out to me as like a masterpiece of filmmaking. So I was surprised at the extremely high critical reviews, but not disappointed by them because I thought it was a really, really fun film. One, One of the best of the summer. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved
0: it. Awesome. All right, Daniel, what did you think of Mission Impossible Rogue Nation?
1: Well,
2: like Melody,
1: I love the Mission Impossible movies. I'm obsessed and it's definitely one of my favorite action franchises. And um, so in preparation, I watched all of them.
3: Wow. um,
1: (laughs) That's uh, impressive. Get on my level, please. Um, So, uh, yeah, and there are aspects of each of them that I love the best. Like Three has the best villain uh, you know, the first one has the best heist scene. and
0: Maybe in movie history has the best heist yeah, scene. It's
1: one, one of the best part. for sure. So Four is my favorite. You know, it's the, just the most fun for me. I love Ghost Protocol. I think it is an excellent movie, really tense. And, and just all these movies are just sort of pure fun. Yeah, I agree. They don't have a ton to say, uh, but they're fun. And so that's what I got from Rogue Nation. I loved it. Uh, it was exhilarating uh the 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 motorcycle chase scene was nuts and yeah and and everything felt so real that's what i um that's what i miss from like the marvel movies it's fun but it doesn't feel real this felt so real because most of it is um yes yes so yeah, I, I loved it. I think uh, Faust was a great character. All of the characters were excellent, but uh, she was a great addition to the team and um, a really intriguing character. You really didn't know where she stood half the time. So um, yeah, I thought it was awesome all the way around. Four is still my favorite, still more fun to me, but uh, this probably had the best plot of, of overall over any of the mission possibles for me and
4: that's a good point too is that i did there was there was a place in the movie about two-thirds away through where i didn't know where uh rebecca ferguson's character what side she was playing and i thought that was really good because yeah. normally yeah, that, I'm like okay i got mm-hmm. it figured out but i did not i was like i don't yeah. know yeah. That
0: was actually going to be my point. Are you, are you finished Daniel Sorry, I didn't yeah, mean, I don't yeah. want to catch you.
4: Yeah, go for Excuse it. Excuse
0: me. Yeah, no, so that was going to be my point is that I'm I'm pretty good, pretty smart when I'm watch, watching movies. Like I feel like I know where things are going pretty much for I don't want
3: to brag.
0: But <laughs> no, I mean that. I mean, you know, like okay, I understand.
4: I mean, I'm good. I do.
0: I, I I'm good at this. I'm good at this. But there are several points in this film where I was like, wow, I have no idea where we're going or who this character is going to end up actually what side she's going to actually be on and how we're going to tile these you know different plot threads together and actually make it something um, significant and not feel a lot like what Bond is doing with Spectre or you know what other spy franchises have done in the past and I feel like they did a really great job of creating something new out of a fairly old idea which is this shadow organization that is you know trying to take over the world obviously which all of them want to do Um, and so I really I loved it I thought Simon Pegg did a really good job Uh, I know we haven't mentioned him but I thought he was hilarious just as always and really did a great job in this and I really do think that this may be my favorite Mission Impossible film I like all of them actually I I don't have hatred for the second one like most people do Uh, I don't think it's a well, it's a it's a John Woo film. You know what I mean? Like, is uh, it? Is
4: it? You
3: know what I mean? Is like, it? it's bad.
1: It? Yeah,
0: it's not. It's it's not nearly as bad as I feel like it. It, it wasn't as good as the first one. It it, it completely shifted gears, which I kind
1: of like.
4: Have to about say is motorcycle kung fu
0: the end.
1: There are literally awesome. doves that fly out when he walks out at one point that's
4: a john woo signature it man does. that's in every john woo film
3: i can't do that it. doesn't make it okay
0: uh, yeah it does yes it does it's film you you can you can, you can put your signature on it it's okay no i, I agree it's the two is definitely the lowest on the totem but uh this may be my favorite one i i i had such a blast in this movie it was spectacular if you've got you know, if you want to go see a movie this summer, it's either this or Mad Max. I think these two films are the best action films of, of the summer. And I, I loved every second of it. So uh, it, was, it was really great. Let's see. Let, let's move into spoilers unless anybody's got something else that they want to, uh, to chat about before we, before we get into that.
4: Mm, no. no? Nope.
0: All right. Let's move into spoilers. Wait, before we do. Sorry. Let me ask this. Should you go see Rogue Nation? Uh, Josh. Yes or no? In the theater. In the theater.
3: Do you like summer action movies? Uh,
0: yes or no. Yes or no.
3: <laughs> I'm answering your question with a question. We've established a pattern <laughs> in this episode. Josh,
0: you will you're so tied by
3: that pattern. Gosh, yes. yes. Okay. It. Sure. Wow.
0: All right, uh, wow. Chad.
3: Well, you yeah. made me answer in with you know an answer, so. <laughs> I'm going tell you what you want to hear. That's what you get. I think All this right.
2: is the only movie you've ever yes seen. Yeah. The that right is
3: now. not true. That oh. is not true. You have just selectively gotten rid of the rest of them because they had meaningful dialogue. Or they don't exist. Okay,
4: I Chad. Don't remember them. Yes, this is actually a movie that I think should be seen in the theater for sure. And just for the, the practical stuff, stunts that are thrilling the car chases the hanging from the sides of planes
0: oh i was gonna uh, say this he actually he actually holds his his breath for two minutes did you notice this no is that true it's true there's a sequence in this film where and then he passes
3: out and gets brain damage
0: the camera does not cut no 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 before all that craziness happens but there's a moment when he first drops in the camera does not cut away And it is so tense. And I don't know if you guys even noticed it or not, but
4: he he actually is holding his breath. Have you verified that he actually did that on camera? Yes,
0: yes, I have have, have
4: verified. Tom Cruise is amazing and crazy at the same time.
3: Spoiler alert.
4: No, no,
0: no, no. I'm not telling you where or when he does this. I'm just saying that that,
3: Once you get to the scene, you'll be like, oh, I know what happens now. He holds his breath for two minutes. Thanks, Chris. whatever
4: it's fine so back to the question is yes i think you should see this movie i think you should see it in the theater and it had a really strong opening about 55 million uh domestic uh, it's yes. over 110 million worldwide and so i think it's going to be another another big success so it's it's really worth it it's great and it's better than most most of the stuff that we've got this summer especially jurassic world in your face chris
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh-huh. melody what did you think uh, should they go or not go to the theater to see rogue nation
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone should see this movie. I think I I can't imagine anyone not having a great time watching this movie in the theater. It's just it's a theater movie. It's fun. There's nothing, you know, super offensive in it. There's nothing that's too like it's not trying to be too smart, but it's not trying to be too goofy either. It's just go. You'll love it. You'll get it. It'll be great.
0: And uh, how about you, Daniel? What do you say?
1: absolutely go see it on the biggest screen you can find and it will be a tense thrill ride so do it
4: and they didn't need 3d to do it so in your face 3d now Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it was so much better in fact we saw an imax without 3d and i loved every minute of it it was so much better i even got we got free imf pins did you guys get pins when you went to the theater no, No, live in this- no this- but no one oh, tore my yeah. ticket,
3: so I feel like I shouldn't have paid for it. <laughs> there was that.
0: <laughs> All right, let's move into spoilers for Rogue Nation. There's so many places it wouldn't have ever occurred
3: to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the has brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity.
1: And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. And he's fixing to make a fire somewhere
0: out there, and all that dark, and all that cold.
1: And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be
0: there. And then I woke up. Actually, guys, I take it back. He didn't hold it for two minutes. He held it. He held it for six minutes. Okay. Holy crap! That is what?
3: physically impossible. What? No, that's like set a it. world record. When, Listen oh, to wait, crap. No, Listen to a me. longer world Where record.
1: are you getting yeah, it? Because he's clear. I was Seriously.
3: just going to say he is clear. an operating. <laughs> Satan.
4: Wait a minute. This is what it says. Is, did Scientology uh, release this article?
3: Was, <laughs> <it> Tom Cruise <laughs> wrote it.
4: <laughs> Every time we say Scientology, Melody gets scared because they're, they're house. they've
2: cursed our Scientology. Skype. Scientology, Scientology to
3: quote a Jonathan Colton song, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise crazy. Just be glad it's him, not you. If you had Tom Cruise's troubles, you might be Tom Cruise crazy too. You'd flash your big white shiny smile, and you'd buy expensive shoes. But you'd be the only man on earth who couldn't enjoy Tom Cruise. Weird.
2: Thanks for that. (laughs) All
0: right. Rock on. Uh, Okay. So does anybody have anything they want to talk about specifically uh, from the uh, Rogue Nation movie? Anybody? Spoiler-rific? anything no
1: i loved uh in the underwater sequence um that he failed uh and he had to be rescued um yeah. I, I i could be wrong but i just watched all the movies i don't remember that being in any of the other uh mission impossible movies him failing and needing to be uh well he
3: failed right well. after he succeeded does does that count as a failure <laughs> true, true at the at the very
0: beginning of uh, mission impossible 3 we're led to believe he failed pretty badly by having his wife executed. I think he true. failed pretty bad at that point. In fact, that was that is one of the very best openings of Mission Impossible of that 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 tense scene uh, from three. But yeah, no, I agree with you. It's it's very rare that Ethan Hunt fails at his impossible mission.
4: I think knowing that he actually was on the side of that plane for me at the beginning yeah. of the movie yeah. made that so awesome. Like when it started yeah. up. Before they cut away to the wider perspective, I was just like, that's insane. I, yeah. I love this. And he, it's just crazy. Crazy town.
0: He shot that. They, they did six takes with that. They thought they were only gonna get one. And they kept asking him, they're like, uh, what do you think? Should we do it again? He's like, Yeah, let's do it again. And they did it six times.
4: Crazy.
3: Does anyone know how high that plane actually went? I'm too high for my taste. Uh,
0: yeah, no, I mean it 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 was it was a real you know, real takeoff. It was crazy. I, I don't know.
1: 5,000 is what they said. 5,000 feet.
3: Wow. It's like almost Everest. It's crazy. Yeah, It, it was is, so, it is crazy. so
4: thrilling. And then, and I mentioned it earlier, but specifically the, the car chase that morphs into a motorcycle. Yes. That was, it's probably what, like 8 minutes long, 10 minutes long? Was just, now th- there were a few times where the cutting got a little bit crazy. It was a little hard to follow, but overall, what a great exciting car chase i loved loved that whole scene in morocco I thought it was awesome
3: i agree wow. with that but contrast that to the first big fight scene in the movie which completely like soured me for about 20 minutes because it was entirely composed of fast cuts which you one could was not that? tell what was going on i'm sorry uh, i remember the one was tied to the
0: pole the one where he's tied to the pole is that what
4: you're talking about
3: yes oh, well, yeah it right, was so. that one and yeah, it, it was, yeah, but once he awesome. got off the pole, it got bad. But before he got off the pole, it was fine.
0: Yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that, Josh. Actually, I was thinking the same thing like, Oh man, are we going to get the, um, yeah. the shaky cam born stuff? Is, is that what we're going for here? But it never got to that level know, for it me. Didn't. It didn't call attention to the camera, which I feel like a lot of those do. I, I really felt like I was, you know, I was there i I loved I, I thought the the bad guy in this was just um, shadowy enough and, and just kind of ambiguous enough that you know I kind of was afraid of what he might actually do or might actually be able to accomplish and so i I really liked especially the the scene in um, oh, where were they London, uh, right outside of the um, that, that cafe at the very end of the movie where Simon Pegg has the explosive device on like it felt very similar to the events at the end of the very first film um, where you've got the bad guy you know looking through the lens of you know somebody else who is a third party watching the events going on i i really like that 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 call to the first film um, of, of wits winning out rather than brawn i really i like that a lot i thought that was a good a good call and, and quite a good scene Um, I liked it a lot.
2: I liked that scene. I wasn't a huge fan of the bad guy. I didn't feel like especially threatened by him or especially creeped out by him. I don't know if it was just his acting or the way that character was written. But to me, he didn't seem as strong as he could have been. But I, I will say I did love Alec Baldwin in this movie. I thought all of his scenes were just very funny and light. And I thought he did a great job.
4: Yeah. And I thought the tag at the end with Alec Baldwin and Jeremy yep.
3: Renner was, it was great. Was yes. so
4: great, And the audience, audience clapped and Welcome you know, to the IMF. Neither confirm yep. nor deny and the yes. whole yeah, was that was awesome. It was really great. What a great way to to end the end the movie. Totally, totally, totally.
0: It was really it was a lot of fun. Anything else you guys want to add about the movie? Things you liked, things
3: you didn't like? Well, those of you who watched all four of the others before watching this one, can yes. you tell me if Jeremy Renner's character. I mean, I don't think he personally was in four, but was his character introduced, or were we introduced to him in this movie? He was in four. He was in four. Was in four. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I might yeah. not have seen four. I can't even remember at this point. Oh my
0: goodness! That was the one with the the building where he he climbed outside the building. He actually climbed oh, out yeah. outside the
3: building. Yeah, I saw. Yes, don't remember any of it.
0: <laughs> it's so weird because Jeremy Renner in these movies are, is supposed to be the Kind of bookwormy, like um, back behind the desk guy, and you can tell, like he's like, "Come on, just put me in, and coach." Like <laughs> the entire time, I just felt like just like it? Hawkeye, exactly. It's so funny. He's playing these characters that are like, like uh, the side character, but you can tell that he really wants to be in the in the. Uh, he
4: the, had the his seat. moment in four to kind of be that guy.
2: So, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did.
0: Yeah, but I mean, not really though. I mean, no, he sure he did. I'm just saying like the way, where they put him in this one, he is back with the secretary. He is, you know, kind of the guy is the sour guy. Like, I don't know guys, we should follow the rules probably. Um, and always giving the glances to Ving Rhames like, Oh boy, I can't believe we're doing this. It just, I I don't know. It just felt really odd for him. I, I, he seems like the kind of guy that could do what Tom Cruise does. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, that, I, I, that, that character always really felt out of place and strange to me, but, um,
3: yeah. Anyway,
2: do not suggest replacing Tom Cruise. The Scientologists will be after you.
3: Well, it's true. So here, here's I will I will end this with another question, since that is my um, pattern. Thank
4: you. That's all. That's what we needed. Was one more. That's,
3: that's what you were waiting for. I knew. That's why we hadn't closed the segment yet. Um. So Jeez. the movie ends with Tom Cruise playing Lane's human nature against himself. But what is never explained is if jeremy renner's character calling alec baldwin was part of tom cruise's plan or whether that was actually against tom cruise's plan and he just rolled with it and played into it no, oh no it was it, part of the plan it had it, you know, it was Definitely. part of the plan the I, I, yeah i mean i guess that's implied but it's never really it's never wrapped up yeah it is because it worked package.
0: it worked if if he if that hadn't have been the plan it would not have worked the way it worked Tom Tom Cruise would have had to. Uh, Ethan Hunt would have had to have known what. Either either he directly told Jeremy Renner's character what to do, or he knew Jeremy Renner's character would do this. And I don't think that's what they're trying to say with that character. I think he's saying that he's loyal to Ethan Hunt and to the IMF. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, that when is he got back from
1: making that phone call, he sort of like nodded at Ethan, and we weren't supposed to know what was happening. But it was it was kind of like a hey, I, I did the thing you asked me to do.
0: Right. That's wow.
1: how I took it.
3: Okay. Yeah, I might have missed that nod. Because yeah, otherwise, Ethan Hunt taking off his mask when they're with the Prime Minister doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, it's to,
0: for Alec Baldwin to be able to um, cover everything up and make it a-okay. Otherwise...
2: There was we, no we, way they were would have been able to capture the Prime Minister if they didn't have Alec Baldwin there. So it exactly. was part of the plan.
0: That scene, by the way, was awesome that scene was great it was and that was so good i because i i knew obviously something was going to happen i i felt like okay we're going to have a mask at some point but i did not expect it there i I thought
2: it was i knew there was a mask but i thought it was going to be jeremy renner's character i didn't think it was going to be the prime minister Man,
0: it was it was good i i was really i I liked that a lot it gave me like wow whoa all right it was cool all right cool all right well lots of good Yes, lots of good. All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and, uh, and wrap things up. You're listening to The Screeners Podcast.
3: Thanks as always for tuning into The Screeners Podcast. We've talked a lot this episode, but we also want to hear from you. So go ahead and look us up on Facebook, look us up on our website, wherever you'd like to find us and send us a note. Tell us what you thought of this episode. Tell us what you'd like to hear in future episodes. And a special thanks to Daniel for helping us out this episode. You were great. You'll hear more again from Daniel later. But stick with us for the next episode. And don't forget, real fans leave iTunes reviews. See you next time.
1: And that's a wrap. You've heard what the Screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.